This week on Jesus Center Stage, we talk about something we all need and something we should all give. That is forgiveness. We are, once again, Jesus Center Stage Podcast, and I want to open this week by quickly um, asking if you have any topic ideas, anything that you would like to hear discussed, um, drop us a... I thought you were asking me. (laughs) (laughs) It's not all about you. I literally did. I was like looking in here, and then you're like, you're going to start by asking you, and I'm like... What, what what do I need to be prepared to answer? Mm-hmm. Did you know he's recording? <laughs> yes, I heard the little click click. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, I am talking to our listeners. Um, if you have any ideas, topics, things that you're, uh, maybe you've been listening for a while and you're like, I wonder what they think about this. Um, drop us an email or a message on Facebook. and. Um, Did you just say drop us an email? Drop it. Drop it. That's what you say. Nobody says that. That's well, cool people do, and you don't know very many cool people. So, drop it. I'm gonna leave that one alone. Yeah, uh, tell them our email address. JesusCenterStage at gmail dot com. You just dropped it right there. You dropped it. <laughs> that did. email address. <laughs> Quit dropping speaking, things, okay? <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, dropping things, um, I was playing uh, Zach in a game the other day that's through our phones. And when we got done, I said, good game. And he texted me back and said, just say GG, it's much cooler. So see, he's teaching me G-G. to be cool. Yeah. I'm glad somebody is. <laughs> Ask him about saying drop it. Oh, yeah. See, drop an email. Nobody says that. Who well, says that? What would you have said? Send. Send us an email? Yes. That's so old school. Really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So send us an email to... JesusCenterStage at gmail.com. All right. Or or you can message us on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Either or. And we would like to hear... Just don't hear send it in emojis because we, we're not great at that. That's right. Yeah. While we're talking about Shane being cool, we're not great at emoji no, deciphering. No, if you send us a whole sentence that is only emojis... We're not going to get it. No. We might think we get it. But we're, then we'll be we're like, not going to get it. I'll be like, you know what? I think these people just invited us out for tacos. <laughs> and really, what you was telling us was that you you just don't like us at all. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to go with the tacos yeah. if you send that. So, <laughs> so um, the wind's been blowing like 120 mile an hour, it feels yes, like. Yes, isn't it lovely? Yeah. yeah. I love As it. I went, to, uh, I went to go in the church today. And, you know, you see your reflection in the windows as you walk up. You should have seen the do that I had. <laughs> it was blowing from the opposite side of my part, where I, the way I yeah. part my hair. And therefore, instead of just blowing it over, it blew it straight up. So, like, what's that, a hair hawk? That's what mm-hmm. it like I had because it, it was, like, blew up right down the middle of my head. It was just standing up <laughs> all the way. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> it was so strong. I didn't think about it today, but I think it was uh, maybe Monday. I was sitting in my car, and like I felt my car shaking. And I was like, why is my car shaking? You know, because mm-hmm. I'm like into my book or whatever. And uh, like looked up, like, who's bumping my car? Like, what is going on? And then yeah. I realized it was the wind. Yeah. It was just the wind shaking my car. 
this evening you had done left to go to the church to do some other things before service and I was in the shower and I I legit thought that I heard somebody shut the door like they walked in the house so then I'm like getting quiet and listening like who's who just walked in you're the not house? getting out of the shower and finding out if somebody came in the house well I know if, if they're coming here to get me they're going to come to the bathroom and then I'll see them Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, well, the little dog didn't bark. He did not. That okay. was that was one of my keys, that the the little furball did not. Keys or cues? Cues. Uh, he didn't bark, but yeah. But anyways, I'm assuming that it was the wind, just, just thumping hit, stuff around. Yeah. yeah. Just hit the house yeah. right. But we're in that time of year. Last Saturday. The wind was like 30 mile an hour, and uh, I took my boat to the lake to try it out because I've been working on it, and it was it was horrible. That's why nobody was there. There was not a single person at the boat ramp, so I had it all to myself, but you couldn't do nothing with it because the waves were like as big as the boat. So, But anyways. I think um, that was an exaggeration. Yeah, so it it's been very, very windy, and uh, but it's getting warmer. Like, yes, finally. Think, yeah, it was it was like really warm today. I think I stayed in a tunnel all day working. So it was warmer outside. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> it was comfortable in the tunnel. That's why, like, if it gets up to like sixty-five in the tunnel, then I know it's like probably eighty outside. Yeah, it was, I don't know what the temperature was, but it felt pretty good. Yeah. So had church tonight. That was. Uh, enjoyable and uh ain't you glad that our church search is over yes yes like every single day of my life <laughs> i promise you like it was it was such a challenge in there and then mm-hmm. like i think i told you this but um when there's a couple of people including our pastors who go to a to an elementary school on tuesdays and i go whenever i can because it's really fun and we just do what we call good news club um and it's just a little thing for the kids and as we were leaving um they stopped and prayed with me over a couple of urgent needs that i had just found about found out about as i got there Mm -hmm. tuesday and just just things like that like they stood in the parking lot across from a school and prayed with me over these things and it just it's just so nice and so encouraging and so i don't know it's just uh, it's just amazing to to have found this group of people this this part of the body of christ well not only that but my the reason what was in my mind when i said that to you was it's nice to not get up and not know where you want to go that too and then also the feeling that you're probably going to be disappointed when you get there yes and that hasn't happened no no we've been there for like three months still not disappointed Mm -mm. still still being surprised by things actually Mm -hmm. just just yeah still being surprised because it's so different than than any church and i've grown up in church and so i've been in a lot of churches and seen a lot of church things yeah, uh, and this is like completely different than you know anything before. You, um, sun on one one Sunday a month, we uh, one Sunday evening a month, 
the church meets at one of the members' houses. I think we talked about this the first time. We have. And um, and we just have more prayer, uh, but discussion and prayer, and then we sing a few songs and, um, and that kind of thing. But I told a, a, a guy uh, Sunday, this past Sunday night is when we had this uh, this home church, and I told a guy there that back in December that we rented a, a, a place, a voting precinct, and set the chairs up in a circle and just had a short word and we sang uh, some songs and and those kinds of things and then had conversation over food Mm -hmm. and um, I told him I said you know we we kind of arranged that because it was something different and it was something more intimate and everybody was in a circle facing one another and Mm -hmm. and I said and now this is very similar to that so what, what what we was going to do and try to do monthly and all that, we found a church that already does it monthly. Yes. And, um, yeah, so that's that's pretty great. Um, guess what we're going to talk about today? What is one of the really uh, prominent themes in the Bible? I mean, do you want me to act like you haven't already told me? or No, you sp- act like you, like you just randomly guessed it and got it right. Oh, okay. Let's start over. Do it again. What's one of the very prominent themes in the Bible? You think? Uh, I would say forgiveness. Forget that was exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, it was going to be. Uh, <laughs> and if you're listening, please forgive us for. <laughs> so this is really <laughs> that how was it, an unplanned skit. This is really how it went down. As we drove separately, because I went to church early, and so like as we're leaving, and he's walking toward his truck, he yells across the parking lot. So when we do our podcast, let's do it on forgiveness, like from across the parking lot. <laughs> so like, okay. well, as, as, <laughs> and then he tries to play it off. Like, he, <laughs> like we haven't said this as, as a listen, as a listener and you write into our email, <laughs> uh, for a topic right idea, into our email. Yeah. As you drop it and send it, um, I, I would also like for you to add a rating of Elsie's impersonation of me was it, hollering I was, in a parking lot. I was trying not to like hurt hey, people's ears, okay? We're going to do a podcast <laughs> on forgiveness. <laughs> That's what you sounded like. <laughs> they needed to know it wasn't me yelling, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, You'll have to forgive me, okay? Yes, for not getting that yes. exactly right. Um, you know, the the overwhelming... Uh, part of the Bible, of, well, I shouldn't say that. Word. The whole Bible is l- about Jesus. It's leading up to Jesus coming. It's mm-hmm. about when Jesus is here, and then it's about Jesus coming back. Right. But the the uh, the story of Jesus is that He came that we may have forgiveness. So we can say the whole Bible is about forgiveness because it is it is through him. Or there's a lot of just in the Old Testament, like what we've been reading in our Bible plan, mm-hmm. that that whole thing of like the Israelites not getting it right ever mm-hmm. and God just being forgiving and yeah. gracious. Merciful. And like, let's do this again. Yes. I told you guys do it this way. <sighs> let's do this again. <laughs> Speaking of. Twice we have discussed our, you know, like a month-long summary of the Bible plan that we're in. 
And right now we're in Judges, and who that's going when we summarize that, <laughs> it's going to be something, <laughs> because I'm telling you, it's full of violence, sexual deviance, mm-hmm. and and just war and yes. It's it is you, something. If you watch the overview that the um was it the Bible Project? Yes. Yes. How he, he like he split the the judges up in like pairs of I think there was like three in a group or something. Yes, three. Um, I think it's I know the first one. Three, I know the first group was three. Three groups of two, three. I think. No, two no. groups of three. Yeah, two groups of three. It I think was there was Deborah. three groups of three. It was nine judges. Yes, I think so because it was Deborah. It was the Deborah, and there was two others, and then mm-hmm. it was Gideon and two others. Yes, and then it was Samson and two others. Okay. So there's at least there's at least three groups of three. There might okay. be more because you have J J Hud J I don't know yeah. how you say his name. The one who killed the king, the fat king with the dagger. Where That's, are we headed here? I don't know what were we talking about. <laughs> I got sidetracked with the the story. Oh, how he broke it down. Like you can see the pr- the regression of Israel in the book of Judges. Yes. Like it starts out and there's these three judges that are not great, but they're not terrible. Mm-hmm. And then it like progressively gets worse and the leadership gets worse. And yeah. Yeah. So it's about to get bad. So when we get to this review, which will be several weeks, we'll be through there. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot to talk about. Because yeah. I've already, I've already seen some of it. It's very graphic. Graphic, yeah. Anyways, yes. um, but we, we see forgiveness. We're supposed to be talking yeah. about forgiveness. Yeah, we. Those people needed it. Trust me. <laughs> um, yeah. So forgiveness is is so prominent in our lives. And what do we go to Jesus for? We go to Jesus seeking forgiveness, mm-hmm. and and He is the one who came to take away the sins of the world. By forgiving. The power and, to forgive sins. But in in doing so, that is also re- requested and required of us. Right. Um, from, from him is, I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to the Father, and you're going to receive forgiveness. However, you're expected to forgive people around you. And it's... It's basically you're going to ask for something, but you better not ask for something that you're not willing to also do for someone else. And and right. we can see that in a lot of ways in the Bible, but with forgiveness. And uh, Matthew 6, uh, in verse 14 and 15, uh, there it says, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But... If you do not forgive other their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. How how scary is that and how convicting is that? Because sometimes I think we can almost with arrogance say we're not forgiving that person. Yeah, like, like they like like they don't deserve it. Yeah. But yeah. we do somehow. Yeah, because, thing. because we, we think what they done was worse than what we done. Is what, what, you but know. we could literally do the same thing and still have that attitude. We, the reason behind that, I happen to know this, is because when we done it, 
we know the reason we done it and we, we justify have, it. We have our, we yeah. we know the intentions and so we yeah. we make excuses for it. Coincidentally, we think we know other people's intentions. Well, but that we but we always judge them worse. Like we always judge them worse mm-hmm. than ourselves. Like we're always harder on other people. Yeah. Than we are ourselves because like if if somebody snaps at us, then we just automatically think they are a bad person mm-hmm. with a bad attitude. It could be they're just having a bad day. Yeah. If we snap, it's just because I'm tired and I'm having a we, bad day. But if that person over there snaps at me, oh my goodness, look at their attitude. We'll get in a group I, of, of three or four people and, and say, I can't stand old Joe because he gossips. Did you hear about that? <laughs> Did you did you you should have seen what he done the other day? I heard that he was over there at so and so's house, and they was talking about what are you doing? You're and, gossiping, exactly. Yeah, but see, you got good reason for it. Yeah, it's probably a prayer request, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're going to so pray s- for I'm him. I'm sorry, that's sad. That's <laughs> another podcast entirely. Yeah, that we should probably tackle one day. Yeah, that would be a big big one to tackle. But yeah, so we, when well, we look I at, might need to tackle that on audaciously unpopular because. Yeah that, yeah, that would be a great topic for you. Um, yeah, but when we look at forgiveness, it, it's it's uh, something that we all need. Mm-hmm. It's something that, that there's not one of us that has not, first of all, the Bible tells us there's not one of us that hasn't wronged God, right. that hasn't went against his word in one way or the other. So we know we need forgiveness from him, but there's there's not one of us that hasn't let someone down here in this world another human being well not only that but like most of us have like intentionally done something yes well that's what that's what i mean not just let them down like we've failed to perform yeah you know but like most of us have at one time or another like intentionally done it and even Mm -hmm. if maybe not intentionally but like realized we're doing it and we're just like i'm okay with them and do it anyways like yeah. we've we've all done that to someone. Yeah, absolutely. But then, like when we come to God, and we seek forgiveness from Him, what difference would it make if that verse that I just read was always playing in our mind? A lot. Because it. Let's just let's just lay this out. This is obviously, I'm making this up, but. What if when you came to God and asked for forgiveness, if before you could even ask him, before it was allowed for you to ask him, you had to know that you have forgiven everybody that you had something against before you could ask for your forgiveness from God? We we would struggle to ever get a chance to ask him because most of us are have something that we're, we're I think, not forgiving for. I think that when we're aware of those verses, I think it changes our demand for forgiveness. Because I think sometimes we literally demand forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Like we, we, we mess up and we're like, okay, it says if I confess my sins, he is faithful and just to forgive me. So he has to be faithful and just and I need forgiveness. And mm-hmm. it almost comes out like a demand. But when we know those verses... That I'm just as in need of forgiveness as the next person. Yeah, and, and not just from God, but exactly. from other people. Exactly. 
And when we look at it that I need to be forgiven and how it feels to be forgiven, mm-hmm. um, it, it kind of changes things. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll I give you an example that just recently happened at work is uh, we was putting this piece of machinery, as I guess you call it, back together. It had broken down. Some parts had broke off of it, and it was a whole thing. Well, we was putting this back together in this very, very heavy part and very awkward to get to. You had to stand on, you had to have three people all standing on ladders to get this part. That sounds super dangerous. Yes, to get this part back in place and all that. So we get it up there. I The part was broke off when I got there. So I didn't see it actually on the machinery. But I'm on the middle ladder, and I'm holding it up, and I put it up there, and one of the guys say, you've got to turn that around. It's got to turn like 180 degrees and then turn the bottom needs to go to the top. You've got it completely backwards. So we wrestle this thing and wrestle it, and, and we're using chains to try to get it up there. And so we had to start over, turn right. it, get it up there. We got it bolted up, and everything's good. Well, we got the machinery done and started it, and it wouldn't run correctly. And Let me guess, you had it right the first time? Yes, it was backwards. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, because... We had struggled for so long with it and had missed our lunch break and everything else. And at that moment, I was aggravated. I ain't going to say I was, you know, mad at him. I was really aggravated because I thought, now we got to take, we got to unbolt it, take it all the way back down, chain it back up, turn it around, all because of that. But for whatever reason, I'm going to say the Holy Spirit in me said, I just had that thought of I've done the same thing, whether or not it affected somebody else in it, and I'm sure it has, but there's been a lot of times here at home I've put something together and then realized I left a part out Mm -hmm. or something. And so it's it's stuff like that when you're in that moment where you're you're aggravated and you think, I can't believe that guy done that, and that's so, you know, dumb, and you just want to call names and everything else. But then at the same time, I've needed that same forgiveness. And you can get aggravated, and you can talk harshly to somebody, or you can pout, or you can do whatever. and then Have a pity party. You make that person feel bad because they already feel bad. Yeah. And then the job's worse because now you're mad, and he's upset because he done it wrong. Or you can just let it go, give forgiveness, and say, all right, well, what do we need to do? Let's flip it over and let's do this, let's do that. And, and that's what we done. We took, a, we took it halfway apart and was able to rotate it and get it where we needed it and then put it back together. And it worked out. But that, that was just an example of day-to-day kind of things. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we think about forgiveness. We think about a spouse cheating on you or we think about you know, your, your, somebody in your family or a friend that, that like stole something from yeah. you. So, you know, those kind of things. But th- these, these are. Sometimes it's day just forgiving day. somebody like that or forgiving mm-hmm. somebody who was, who snapped at you. Yeah. Just letting it go. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's, like you said, it's the little things day to day 
that happen, I can take offense to this and I can respond meanly or I can just forgive because I've done so much worse. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's a good perspective to have of. So they wronged me. They hurt me. But like chief of sinners over here, Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) oh, the amount that I have been forgiven Exactly. So how how dare I withhold that from someone else? It, you look at that verse where it says, if you don't forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. And you think, like, by, by me not wanting to forgive something as simple as a mistake at putting a piece of machinery together could cause a divide between mm-hmm. me and God. Could cause... The, and it does. Yeah, it, it, it does. does. If you if you harbor ill will towards somebody or a grudge towards somebody, like you, if if you're trying to have a relationship with God and you're trying to harbor that, you will feel conviction. Mm-hmm. Like there's been so many times I can't even count them that that I've tried to pray about something and all I can think is how I feel about that person over there on the other side mm-hmm. of the room. You know, like mm-hmm. it. It, it he he won't let me go until that issue is resolved. Yeah. And and most of the time, I'm not gonna say all the time, but most of the time, that issue is something that has to be resolved inside of me. It has absolutely nothing to do with that other person. Yeah, I don't have to talk to that other person. I don't have to go to that other person. They don't even ever have to know. And chances are that other person may not even be bothered. You're the only one that's bothered. Exactly. By that's your what I'm saying. Unforgiveness. It, a lot of the time when, when, when I'm holding on to something, that other person is doing just fine. Mm-hmm. But but me holding on to it and having ill thoughts toward them or being angry with them, that's that's probably the one I struggle with is I get angry at people. Um, having that in my heart is a separation from God. And then I can't get through my prayer because all he's doing is a <clears throat> the anger the issue like yeah mm-mm, mm-mm, yeah nope we're not talking about that till you get this fixed like that, I, that other person over talking about how great their relationship with god is and, and then <laughs> then you get even madder <laughs> i mean it's possible um one thing that like when you said we were going to do this on forgiveness the the first thing that came to my mind um and probably probably maybe because we talked about the cross tonight but when Jesus was hanging on the cross and he looked at the people who literally physically had put him there mm-hmm. and had beaten him and tortured him and mocked him and spit in his face, um, humiliated him, took his clothes, just slapped him. All of these these humiliating, embarrassing, torture, torturous things and he looked down at them and said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That to me is one of the, is like the most powerful earthly view. And I know I'm talking mm-hmm. about Jesus, but it was while he was on earth as a human being. Yes. It's one of the most powerful views of forgiveness. And the biggest reason is they weren't sorry. They, none of those people that, that he still looked, laughing and mocking. Yes. None of those people that he looked at and interceded for, which, which by his prayer, father, forgive them. That means he had no ill will toward them. He, he wasn't harboring anything toward them, 
which obviously he couldn't have because then he would have sinned. Mm -hmm. And we know he didn't sin. But what I'm saying is he forgave them and they weren't sorry. They weren't anywhere close to being sorry. They weren't ready to change their ways. They weren't ready to apologize. That's a huge thing. I think we get caught up on, well, they they didn't apologize, so I don't have to forgive them. As soon as they come over here and apologize me, then I'll forgive them. And we can't get hung up on that. Mm-mm. Not and be a follower of Christ. No. Like, if if we're really going to go after Christ and follow him and do things like he taught us to do, he was literally hanging on a cross. Nobody's put you on a cross. You have not experienced the humiliation to the extent of Jesus. No. Okay. Not even close. Not, not even, yeah, not even close. So even though you may have been embarrassed by somebody or humiliated by somebody or hurt by somebody, not, nothing, nothing compares to the extent that he, that he was, that he experienced all of those things. Yes. And yet his response was, Father, forgive them when they were not sorry. And yeah. then looking at how he did that for us, was it in Romans that says, while we were yet sinners, Christ, Christ died, died for, us. for us. So if, if we have experienced that level of forgiveness, that while I was not sorry, when I didn't even care about him, he provided forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Then how can I look at my fellow man or my fellow woman and deprive them of what I have been so graciously given? Yeah. Whether they're sorry or not. Because I wasn't. Yeah, and, and we, the, the, I mean, well, I'm saying we because the, the context we're talking, get as much benefit out of, out of, more benefit out of forgiving someone than the person that's being forgiven. Yes. I mean, as far as we go. Um, yes, because we no longer have, we know, we have, closeness with god instead of separation from him instead of that gnawing conviction Mm -hmm. we have that peace with god i always when we're talking about forgiveness i always go back to that saying i heard that it's like drinking poison and then waiting for the other person to die is that that forgiveness just sits and and it it drives a wedge between you and god it forgiveness or unforgiveness unforgiveness uh and it it drives that wedge it messes with our conscience it's it messes it's with our attitude because us. now we're just irritable about yeah. everything and then you see somebody else being friendly to that person you hadn't forgiven yeah. so now you, <laughs> you're av- aggravated at them oh. and in the whole time you've drank the poison and you're thinking mm-hmm. when when's it going to affect them but you're got the, you know you're the one in it yeah. but but if we look at that story on that cross and that's awesome um example is that he said, you know, Father, forgive them for they know not not what, know not what they do. But somebody might be hearing this and saying, "But that's Jesus. That's the Son of God. That I mean, he's he's just better than us, and he can do that." To that, what would you say? What would be your reply to that? I know what it. Well, I know what it's supposed to be, and I see you flipping, but you're in the wrong book. No, you don't know where I'm going. No. Well, I'm going to go there. Where is that? Hang on. It's in Acts chapter 7. No, it's not. That's not what I'm after. Uh, 6, 7, and 8. I I know where it is. I know where it is. Well, you're going to have to come back. And I didn't even have to Google it. Oh. Um, Got it. In in Acts chapter, I believe it starts in in 6, and it goes through 7 and even into 8. 
where we see uh, the story of Stephen. And here Stephen is. He is, he is just a regular guy. He is a follower of Jesus. Um, he's been picked by the disciples to be one to take care of the widows. And th- he's out sharing the gospel, sharing Jesus. And the l- religious people are tired of it. They take him in captivity and take him out to be stoned. And here in that, in that uh, chapter, there he is being stoned. And he says the same thing. He, he says, he tells, now like I said, so you can say, well, that's Jesus. He's, he can do that. But this man, a regular person like me or like you, he, said had, Lord, a, he yeah. had enough Jesus in him, mm-hmm. operating with the Holy Spirit as his helper and his guide, that when that time come, he also said, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They're fixing yeah. to stone me to death. And it and the you know yeah. the, the great part of that story is he looked and seen Jesus standing and waiting that's, to welcome him. That's Acts him. seven verse sixty. If you guys want to know where it is, yeah, it's it's awesome. What do you what do you got? So where I was gonna go, the first thing that came to mind was like when you what was your question that that was Jesus and we can't be like Jesus. Well, mm-hmm. the whole the entire purpose of our existence as a Christian is to be like Christ. Second mm-hmm. Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, it says, But we all, hang on, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image. Mm. So we're beholding the glory of the Lord. So we're beholding Him, beholding His image. We are being transformed into the same image. Yes. From glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. And that's the first thing that came to mind is that that's our whole, that's our whole purpose is to be transformed into the image of Christ. And if that's not enough, Romans eight twenty nine says that we were predestined, we were determined, his purpose for us to be conformed into the image of his son. Yes. Like that that's the whole so yes it was Jesus who who said it first yeah but we're supposed to every day be be becoming like him mm-hmm. it reminds me of that uh Zach Williams song that says less like me yeah when more like when Jesus. we go when we go to bed at night can we look over our day and say i was a little more like Jesus today than i was yesterday if we can't if we can't honestly evaluate our thoughts and our conversation and our interactions and say, I was a little bit more like Jesus today than yesterday. Then, then we got to, we got to do something <laughs> like, yeah. cause we're not growing because that's, that's what we're supposed to be doing is being changed into the image of Christ until we, if maybe we're not at the place that we can forgive that easily. And I don't know if we're ever going to forgive that easily. It may never be easy for us. Yeah. That it should be something that we strive for. Mm -hmm. Lord, teach me to forgive until I forgive without even considering it. Until I just let go of things like you did without even fretting over what's, you know, if somebody did me wrong. And most of us are probably not to that point. No. But it shouldn't be something, well, that was Jesus or that was Stephen. That was in the Bible, you know. 
and and putting even Stephen on something like a pedestal that he was some special person. He was just a guy, just yeah. like me and you. So if you're not at that point of forgiveness, then pray, God, transform me into the image of Christ until I can forgive like I have been forgiven. Yeah, and, and the best way to get there is to know just what what you've received. Mm-hmm. And that's why it, it, you've been in, in Bible studies with me enough to know that whether we're talking of um, something from Genesis or something in Isaiah or something in the New Testament, we always at some point go into the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and, and that's another reason what I say with forgiveness is when I know the gospel, I know what I have received. Right. And the more I understand it, the more that it's just ingrained in me that I have received undue forgiveness from God himself through Jesus Christ. The more I know that, the easier it is for me to see why I need to be forgiving to those around me, whether it be something major, whether it be something as little as a, a something goes on at work. I know that because the deeper into the gospel that I understand my forgiveness, the more that I see that I'm supposed to give it. So you got something to close us with? Do we have time for a parable? If I heard. If you read quickly. Okay. Luke chapter 7, verse 40. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he replied, say it, teacher. A moneylender had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they were unable to pay, he graciously forgave them both. So which one of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And he said to him, you have judged correctly. This was after that little story, that little question was after the woman had come in and and washed the feet of Jesus with her tears and wiped him with her her hair. And he asked that. And then he, he, he says that to make the point of the woman who showed him that great love has been forgiven of much. Yeah. And I think it made me think of that because when we realize how greatly we have been forgiven, when we realize how much forgiveness we have received, because then later he says, for this reason, I say to you, her sins, which were many, the woman who just washed his feet, her sins, which were many, have been forgiven, for she loved much, but he who is forgiven little loves little. So realizing how much we need God's forgiveness and realizing just the extent of his forgiveness will make us love more, will make us forgive more. Yeah, exactly. When we understand what we've been forgiven, that's... uh, And that's one of my favorite stories, by the way. Go read read Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter (laughs) 7. We're going to leave you with that today and uh, just keep Jesus center stage in your life.